You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. Right, guys and ladies, you're very welcome. We're very welcome and are very privileged to be joined by Mike Legan from Moorpark. Mike's a researcher down there. I know Mike going back for quite a few years now. And his main claim to fame, lads, is he's moved to Leash. That's all I would say. So he's come to the right fame, fame George, though, is it? <laughs> he's he's a he's a has a Ross Common uh, refugee. <laughs> welcome to the program, Mike. Mike, Thanks, uh, what we asked you to talk to us today is a little bit about uh, an update on maybe cow intakes in early lactation, cow dry matter intakes in early lactation. Yeah, because you, there's a very interesting piece of work that you did or that was presented by you at the Grassland Conference a few weeks ago. I think it's important that our uh, listeners hear a bit about that. Yeah, so thanks, George. And uh, and you're a, not a bad substitute for Emma Louise either. But, um, or, or Stuart. But yeah, look, so thanks very much. Yeah, so just in terms of, of what, what we actually measured. So there has been a lot of talk on cow intakes and, and most of the cow intake figures, particularly in early lactation, in terms of a lot of the intake figures we have are from kind of later on in the spring and mid-season and they're measured dry matter intakes from Moorprick. But there hasn't actually been measured dry matter intakes done very early on in spring previously. And all of the previous work would have been on predicted energy intake based on uh, body weight, maintenance figures, um and milk production and then you get an energy predicted intake and you can correct that out then for for dry matter intake and and if you look at some of the work that was done in in 2010 and 2011 even lois lewis would have done that and, and would have done very very good work in predicting dry matter intakes but we want to actually look at what was if you measure what do you do so we set up a study and we've ran it over over three years in in 2020 21 and 2022 so it's not going on this year it finished last year and as soon as a cow calved, three to four days after calving, we started measuring actual dry matter intake of those cows over a period. So there was 80 cows in each year. So we have over 200 records from individual cows over the three-year periods. Um, and we've measured across the entire year, but we really focused on that first 10 to 12 weeks of intakes. So we've measured those intakes for the first 10 to 12 weeks on those individual cows. So to put it kind of in context for our group here, we're talking about February, March and April intakes. Yeah. So like these would have been cows that would have started calving somewhere around the very end of January uh, and moved on and kind of would have a mean calving date of the, of the 5th, uh, 5th or 6th of February. So there would be early calving cows. And as soon as they're calving, we're getting that data from February. OK. OK. So what did you find? Yeah. So previously, and, and Eva's predicted intakes and now the... The maintenance figure in terms of percentage UFL required was five and a half percent. It's gone slightly up, so that the figures have slightly changed. But outside of that, Eva's work would have originally shown that somewhere between 10 kilos dry matter intake on week one of lactation and then increasing one kilo per week thereabouts for about four weeks afterwards and then about half a kilo then per week thereafter. When we actually looked at and, and measured the actual dry matter intake, our, our intakes on start week one or the first 10 days of lactation are much higher than previously thought. Um, and would are just over 13 kilos of a dry matter intake on the first 10 days of intake. So there, there I suppose the main difference between ours is, is we're starting from a much higher base. And if I just show the, the slide here, George, um, in terms of that profile, in terms of where it actually is, you'll, yeah. you'll see it here now. So that intake, and this is the this is the figure here. Can you see it? Yep, perfect. Yeah. So if you look at here, this is the actual intake profile from week one to, to week 10 and, and 12 of lactation. 
So historically, if, if we looked at it and, and even with those figures, and if we updated, they probably would have been closer to 12 kilos, even figures with the updated maintenance values. Um, but if, if you look at it, we're about 13 kilos in week one or the first 10 days of rotation, and it's increasing then by just shy of a kilo per week for the first four to five weeks, and then just shy of a half a kilo then per week for the for the following four to five weeks afterwards. And I suppose that's the main difference. The, the profile itself in terms of the intake curve is very, very similar in terms of how it progresses from week one to week 10, but it's the start point that is the main variation in terms of, so we're starting at a much higher baseline. So it's kind of three or four kilos higher than we would have predicted, would have expected based on yeah, the so old if, if you look at a re, a re, Eva's original work, it would have been just over three kilos. If you updated Eva's figures, it were just over two kilos of a, of a higher intake. So yeah, we're between two and three kilos of a higher intake in that first 10 to te, te, week to 10 days of, of lactation. So it's kind of 30% higher than we would normally have allowed for. It's, it's a big difference, Mike. It's a massive difference. And in, in terms of if we look at what's happening, okay, cow types have changed. These cows have a, a mature body weight of about 560 mature body weight. The mean calving date of this herd of cows and this data was on average over, over the, the three years was the, the 6th and the 8th of February. Uh, yeah. So they're quite early calving cows. Their milk solids would have been somewhere in 510 or 500 to 520 kilos of milk solids produced in the year and, and 550 to 560 body weight. So they are a high producing herd and a high genetic merit cows for, for increased milk production, which would lead to a higher increased dry matter intake as well. So they are quite high. And if we look then, we've also measured dry cow intake. So sorry, we've been talking eight to 10 kilos of dry cow intake over the dry cow period. Measuring that here, and sorry, the, 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 I should have said the, the students on this are, are Michael Kennedy and, and Sarah Walsh, two PhD yeah, yeah. students that are working on this. Um, but if you look what's happening over the dry cow period, and, and we've done work with Michael on that, historically eight to 10 kilos, we're probably sitting 11 kilos on average, but fluctuation between 10 and 12 kilos of a dry matter intake over the dry cow period. So even the dry yeah. cow intakes are higher than previously thought, which is probably leading to that higher dry matter intake in week one of lactation too, because of the high, higher previous intakes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know we were talking about before, George, and you do see a little bit of a decline in the, in the immediate week to 10 days before calving. Um, and historically we would have said it have gone down quite low. Look, we're only talking about a kilo to a kilo and a half um, dry matter intake in that week to 10 days. It was quite hard to measure because cows have been pulled out, but it is dropping just before in, uh, calving, but it's coming back up very, very quickly straight after quickly, calving. Yeah. And that's the key yeah. thing. Uh, what about keeping them in then, Mike? If, if weather conditions are poor, what do we do? What are the practical implications of this of this analysis then, this results? Yeah, so look, well, the first thing is, and, and the whole idea was this, that we can get better data on what's happening to these cows near lactation, uh, first of all, and then how do we manage the cow intake profile across that year to ensure that the animals are fully fed? Yeah. So look, John was already saying that, that farm covers are probably a little bit lower on farms at the moment, but conditions are excellent in terms of grazing. So yeah. I suppose in terms of the practical implications, number one, I think if you're doing feed budgets or fodder budgets on pasture base, this is going to make a big difference in terms of your grass supply on farm and the feed budget required to meet herd intakes. I suppose yeah. that's the biggest change that's going to happen. So if we were sorry talking about a two kilo lower intake per week at, the, at start right. point, um, yeah. like we're now two to two and a half kilos higher on average on average over the entire early lactation so that's going to have a big intake on actual demand uh, number one and on your feed budgets um predicting your feed budgets as well so that's the biggest input they're going to have second point then is when you are getting out to grass and conditions are allowing and, and if farm covers are lower if there's not enough grass if you know you're going out to your your your, your areas and your spring rotation planner targets and you're going out and you know that there's 
eight to 10 kilos of dry matter available on that paddock yeah. for each individual cow. I suppose the key thing is now looking at this, that we make up the shortfall. Yeah. Um, so if there is a shortfall number one, that we make up the shortfall with concentrate and silage thereafter. So you're talking three to four kilos of concentrate and then topping up with silage on top of that if there is a further intake requirement. Yeah, that's that's the key message, I think, Mike. Yeah. Like just I'm gonna put I'm gonna pull you up on one thing. You were talking about high yielding, high yielding cows, but this group of, of attendees here and our first six hundred profit monitors, the average milk solids produced per cow is about five hundred kilos. So it's yeah, becoming and I, more, I think if you look at an industry average, the industry has moved from where we were in twenty ten and twenty eleven when that original piece of work was done to to now and i think okay higher milk production is causing a, a higher intake dry matter intake as well so i think we do need to be in line that the, the milk production intake is driving the milk production and the milk production is driving the intake as well so they're they're the two of them are intrinsically linked in it and if you have high producing cows and you're producing 500 kilos of milk solids per year and um, you are going to have a higher dry matter intake and if we look at these cows here peak milk solids uh, at peak into our peak uh, milk production we're doing about 2.3 2.4 on average, across the three years, it's variation years, but 2.3 to 2.5 kilos of milk solids per cow with variation over the three years. And what would that be in litres for, in all, all, all layman's terms, about 30-odd litres, 33 or 4 litres? Uh, probably, there's a, they're high constituents cows, so they're high fat and protein cows, so probably high 20s. Why not eight? It'd be 30, 30 litres of 8%. Yeah. Be, you know, yeah, so high 20, yeah. we, wouldn't, we yeah. wouldn't have gone over the, the 30 litre Mark, yeah, yeah. It would have been doing 2.3, 2.5 kilos of milk solid, somewhere around 28 to 29 litres of milk, kilos of milk. Okay, so, so very respectable kind of yields coming out. Yes, yeah. And, and, look, and look, if you look at the intakes, the intakes are driving that. Like, so like we, we fed on average over the entire study of this over the over the 15, over the, the first 12 weeks. And then there afterwards, an average of just over two, just under two and a half kilos of concentrate per cow. And the, and the remainder was made up then of of grass and silage where required. So like it wasn't if there were a very high um, concentrate going into these animals. It was driven by grass. And this is the total dry matter intake, grass and concentrate. So like when they were peaking at, at 19 kilos of dry matter intake, which is over 19 kilos, there was two and a half kilos of that concentrate and the remainder then 16 to 17 kilos was coming from grazed grass. Yeah, so there's a couple of messages coming out from this, Mike. Uh, the first one is that we've been probably underestimating what cows need in area lactation. Yeah. For this group, for the group of attendees we have here today, it's a, it's a fierce important message. And if there's a gap there, filling it with feed first, but also with quality forage is the route to go. Yeah, so I think, look, at grass is going to be king. And when we, there was other parts of this study as well that I'm not going to present today, but like we did have treatments that we had 30% of the diet made up of, of grass silage because we, we manipulated to have a lower opening farm cover. And when we did have grass silage in the diet, it did hit intakes. So they did have about on average 0.8 of a lower dry matter intake on average over the spring period, which is on, on a whole, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but a, nearly a kilo of a lower dry matter intake is significant in terms of cow intake period, particularly in early lactation. So that if you're increasing the proportion of silage, it is actually reducing the intake because it's the higher fiber and, and longer digestion in it. But more importantly, then long-term, it's actually hitting the, the, the milk production and milk protein percent on those cows as well. So like, I, I think this has to be driven from grazed grass, high quality grazed grass. You're making up three to four kilos of concentrate then. And then if there's still a deficit, you're putting in silage and the best quality silage that you have as well. Okay. Listen, guys, has anyone any questions that they'd like to ask uh, Mike at this stage? If they have, we're going we're to wrap it here. Uh, I think it's a, fierce, a very important uh, message there, Mike, for, the, for our group of farmers here this morning. 
Yeah, look, I think look, the, the key thing here is our, is our start point. Where we're starting, we're starting from a higher base than we originally thought. So we're about two to three kilos higher dry matter intake on week and the first 10 days of lactation. The profile itself in terms of when they're peaking is not changing. We're not peaking any earlier or any later in terms of peak intake, but we're peaking at a higher base as well. So the profile is very, very similar, but it's just always higher than what we originally would have thought. So I think that's the key thing. So allocate your cows enough grass and make up the difference then there afterwards and when we are hitting peak intakes we're, we're just over 19 kilos of a, of a peak intake and, and sorry one thing i should have said george there yeah. was 25 percent heifers in this in this group of cows right so there was a 25 rate each year um on this so group of cows so if it was solely cows mature cattle you'd be talking of intakes there probably 14 or 14 and a half at start. Uh, probably not 14 and a half we're probably closer to 14 in week one so the, there was 25 percent heifers that were just over 10 kilos um 10 and a half kilos of dry matter intake in week one uh, and and cows then up between 14 to 14 and a half so like if, if look that's not going to happen but if you have all cows on it you are going to have a slightly higher intake but on a 25 20 25 percent replacement rate this is what that profile is is looking for at the group of cows that we had Okay, listen, that's that's a very important message there for the group Mike here today. Um, and thank you very much for, for sharing that bit of an, of, a, of a research with us. Okay, if there's no questions, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to we're going to call it uh, we're going to call it a day at that and uh, safe farming and mind yourselves in the week ahead. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.